you honestly think I'm going to get into bed with you because you fed me? I'll look at them and say something pithy and funny. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be great. Yeah, it'll be it'll, really it, good. At the back. time, it'll be amazing. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, I'm very witty sometimes. <laughs> Not can't right wait now, to see though. it. Yeah, can't wait till that. Uh, that <laughs> can't wait till that. You, you know what you should do? You should be witty for the podcast. That'd probably help us that, get viewers. That'd probably help uh, viewers for the podcast. <laughs> sure would, buddy. <laughs> Cast alone is enough to make sure we never get any any Seriously. new listeners. That was you and your petard and self-hoisting. That's what that was, Ticky. Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-madding society. My name is Will. I am your host. Joining me tonight, once got kicked out of a fetish club on sexy cat cosplay night when he was found dressed as Garfield and sexually assaulting a lukewarm pan of lasagna, he's Danny. Isn't that what Garfield's known for? Yeah, yeah, but not at a fetish club. Well, how would how would you know? Where else? Where else would uh, he be free <laughs> yeah. to be himself? Yeah, I don't know. I, my cats just they just do that to the pan of lasagna on yeah. the on the kind of you kind of fetish counter. Like they don't go anywhere. They like they wait till I pull it out of the oven. And they go to town on it. It's just you're just kind of fetishing Garfield. On They're the only dude. orange after cool. they get into it, though, which is kind of cool. Also joining us, the only uh, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> I wrote it down, but I can't read my own goddamn writing. Uh, also joining us, the only man to ever take written notes at a donkey show. He's Tiki. Hey, it came in handy though. That's the that's the main point of it. Like I like for the donkey. <laughs> no, for me. I know, but you know. Whose whose technique are you critiquing? I guess. Well, it's not no, it's not critiquing. It's it's taking it's taking it's not critique. It's just taking notes and then saying, for later, this is how it's done. <laughs> so it's a repeatable process. So are you running your own William. show now, or is this like a side gig? The internet is a is a marvelous hey man, place where people can every, make a living hey, doing hey, almost anything. Everyone's got to have a side hustle, right? Got to have a side hustle. Hee haw. That was a really that was awful. That was that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all hundred percenters, guys. In point of fact, <clears throat> like the two thirds joke from the first part of the uh, the the preamble, uh, most of them I barely get above a sixty six percent. Most of my humor is D level humor, at best. At best, you have to take after school courses to make sure you get through. I start summertime classes this this coming week. <laughs> You get a side hustle, man. That's what you need. Good side hustle. This was the side hustle, unfortunately. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm just not very good at it. If you want, I could give you some notes on donkey shows. That's the one thing you've got notes on? <laughs> you have anything <laughs> else to give you notes on? You're just like, no, 
No, I chose wisely. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> thing that I will bring out pen and paper for. <laughs> oh, yeah, how well I see you doing in any other type of like testing sort of situation. Uh, did, were you able to just breeze through everything in college? Were you like, nope, nope, I'm saving my note-taking for a very special Saturday afternoon? <laughs> I didn't. It's going to be a I, matinee I, show. No, I, I take really, actually, I take really, uh, to be honest, I take really, uh, really bad notes. So I don't know if I'd be the guy to actually, if you really, <laughs> listeners, if you really need somebody to run a donkey show, I'm probably not the right one. Even if I do have notes, they're probably not very good. Doodles, mostly. <laughs> yeah, mostly doodles. <laughs> probably dumb shit like arrows and circles, like, eh, it goes, this goes here. Look, like, look here. Look here, guys. You can, you can see from the doodle that the girl's eyes are rolled in the back of her skull. Jeez, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was actually going the Clerks 2 route with uh, the Kinky Kelly thing. It's, Kelly could be a guy's name or a girl's name. <clears throat> I don't remember uh, Clerks 2. Anyway, when they... Uh, they didn't have a lady with the donkey show. They had a guy with their donkey show. Oh, fantastic. Named Kelly. Yeah. I... Yep. Huh. Interspecies erotica. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Wow. You don't remember that? That is like one of the funniest scenes. Well, no, I don't, rem- I, like, I don't remember the entire movie. Like, I Honestly, uh... after Mallrats, I kind of checked out of the franchise. Like, Oh. Yeah. I, 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 I tried chasing Amy. I tried... Jay and Silent Bob, and there were a couple of things that I thought were funny, and uh, but on the whole, like they never, they never hit. They, they were not home runs for me, at all. Like, but you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. That's okay. Any uh, Kevin Smith fans out there? I will say that like the greatest piece of advice for starting a podcast was given to me, not personally, but given to me by Kevin Smith. He came to to Denver for a um like a speech just a just a speaking show he just basically gets up and talks to the audience for yeah it's like a bit of a spoken a word thing at comedy where it's not even spoken word because it's not like he prepares a couple of anecdotal stories but it's just him talking to the audience it's not stand-up it's not like a it, it it's it really is almost like way more conversational way more personal than that it, it's it's like he's acting as both the interviewer and interviewee of himself. It's it, it was it was a lot of fun to go to. But anyways, at the end of it, he and this is kind of where the origins of this podcast come from. Is he was like, you know, if you guys have something that you want to do creatively, get out there and do it. Like, you know, there's tons of space out there. Go start a podcast. Go start a YouTube channel. Go do something creative, and you might surprise yourself with people wanting to listen to the bullshit that you've got coming out of your mouth holes. And I can't help but think that that's super applicable right now. Uh, which part, the mouth holes or the uh, people being disappointed? Uh, the people being disappointed by the bullshit coming out of our mouth holes. Mouth holes. Okay, so it's a, it's a combination thing. We're really pulling mm-hmm. it off. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's multivariate. I think that's. Yeah. I learned that. I'm kind of uh, proud of us. That's a science uh, word, multivariate. I learned that, so I'm going to use it multivariately. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep on using it. Keep on using it until you get it. Until you get it right. Until I figure out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. It's tab 
A, I'm going to find ta- uh, slot A eventually, but until then, it's getting banged up on every single t- uh, slot B, <laughs> C, and D uh, uh, until I accidentally, blindly fumble my way into using multivariate correctly. By the way, it's all the, that same method. That's also the way that, uh, that I had two kids, so conceive two children. <laughs> No, honey, that's my elbow. No, 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 no. That's the webbing between my toes. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. That's the case my my razor goes in. That's my travel toothbrush. What are you doing? Just poke and hope for the best. Just poke and hope yep. for the best. I know Kelly will never listen to this. Yep. <laughs> my ex-wife will never. She she tried to listen to this and just, and declared us. I I don't know. Probably all to be deviants or something just just like i can't believe how much you got you you and you and those guys swear and i was like i hadn't noticed <laughs> to be what honest you, what are you talking about we're multivariate i mean i mean <laughs> like i guess i guess the whole... very offended <laughs> very oh, like but oh, well that's, that's the thing though but like the first episode the first few episodes we're talking about like like glory holes and merkins so I don't remember like there being a whole lot of like swearing. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of penis and cock talk and you know maybe butt sex stuff, but there wasn't like people were you know we weren't saying any bad words other than cock you know talk. cock and butt sex and cock talk. That sounds like Regis Philbin's uh, talk radio show in hell, right? <laughs> I like the idea of a merkin around a glory hole now. <laughs> like I really, I kind of want to explore that. <clears throat> Danny, have you uh, have you incorporated that so that? Uh... <laughs> We call that the authentic model. <laughs> you always get a bit of a uh, a fuzzy mouthful, <laughs> no matter what. A little, little nose tickle. We just like consistency. <laughs> oh, nose tickle keeps your uh, keeps your nose warm in the winter. I'm I'm still surprised by the number of people that have listened to to, to us talk about Americans, and when I've talked to them again. And I've and they they said, how did you not know what that was? And I'm like, I've never heard of that term before. I mean, you can't, you still can't even pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I know, I still fuck it up. You still so like, say but, it, but Americans, Americans. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. Stop it. The point is, a lot of people know about this, and I seem to be in the dark. So I'm just I'm just really curious because I've got a pretty filthy mind and somehow that was something that never really came up. Well, I'd say that the the alopecia uh, sufferers in the in in the greater populace isn't particularly highly represented. So it's not like you would pull down you know a, a, a pair of panties and the the bush would go with it. <laughs> it's, they, it's not, they didn't have glue didn't have, they, stick we, it on there spirit gum all right spirit gum <laughs> oh bet you martha stewart's got that thing nice and locked <laughs> up but it's like <laughs> like like drapes and shit <laughs> you go down there there's a welcome mat <laughs> it's all very classy <laughs> and, and flowers. matches holy shit this did, did you do uh uh Fuck! What was that actress's name? God damn it! I'm gonna fucking cut that out. Sharon Stone? No, 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 no. Uh, Kate Winslet. Is that her? No. From Titanic? No, I can't remember her name. No, she played uh, Galadriel. Oh, um, 
you had the Kate part right. I yeah, think. yeah, I can't remember her last name now though. Oh well, that's all right. This will get cut out. The, the the joke didn't connect all that well, anyways. So yeah. All so, right. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to the cast, guys. How uh, how are the weeks? How are your weeks? How's everything going? Tell me a story. Got out, talked to people, saw humans, made them laugh. Did those things. Did all the things. Did those things. Did uh, did more than just uh, sit around and play Terraria this weekend. Played a lot of Terraria this weekend. It's a fun game. It's a really good game. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I did not know it was as deep as it is. It is mm-hmm. uh, it is like layer upon fucking layer. It's like if Minecraft had a point. Which I think is pretty... I like the uh, SNES aesthetic it has. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... After we talked about the Castlevania show on Netflix, which uh, I think we all agreed was really, really good. I don't mm-hmm. know if we talked about it on air, but we did chat about it, uh, I think, through our group text stuff. I I got a kind of a hankering for a, a 2D side-scroller with some platforming, and that one just happened to come up on a, on a streamer that I watch his channel and I it looked interesting enough and I was like all right maybe uh maybe I'm ready for a new game and I'd purchased it years ago as as a, some part of a like a steam sale or something and you know it's it's not a particularly big game so it was 5 minutes to to get it installed on the machine and then off and running and I don't know what it is about those kinds of games where you're able to interact almost completely with the environment and then turn the environment into things to progress with. But there's something very, very satisfying about that, especially like being able to like build a, you know, uh, a home base where you can generate resources. And yeah, I just had no clue that it was nearly as, as in depth as it was. I honest to God thought that the guy that was that the, the streamer that I was watching, I thought that he was playing, he must've been playing like some kind of like super heavily modded version of the game and it's not it's st- like you know bone stock uh I, I was i was pretty pretty pleased and impressed so that was kind of cool so terraria everybody go uh go get yourself a copy and uh block out some time because that's a it's a great game it's a great game so, yeah. it is indeed all right all right well moving on to check-ins uh i'm will i'm an alcoholic I'm Tiki, and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Danny, and I'm not an alcoholic, but I am a sexy pustule. Oh. I, I, just, don't, I, I just threw up a you... little in my mouth. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You, you sure it just didn't pop in your mouth? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to need to like lance that, I guess. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Is it, on, like, is it on somebody's... Are you on someone's back right now? Are you nestled in fur? Is somebody I'm, trying to cover you with a merkin? I did say I was sexy. So I guess that's subjective. <laughs> that's really... <laughs> I mean, we're getting really... I mean, the cat and lasagna thing earlier. Somebody thinks that that's sexy, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, they pushed me a, out of the way and took the lasagna. Niche fucking market for everything. Wow. Holy crap. Firing on all cylinders tonight, Radio Land. Yes, <laughs> a sexy pustule. Does it have a hole? Oh God, no! I. Uh, 
It will. This is awful. I don't, I don't, I don't want to continue. Oh. <laughs> well, why, why do you keep asking questions? I can't. Stop. Just, just keep moving. Just keep walking. Yeah, dude, you got you to gotta move past this one, Will. I didn't want to drink. <laughs> no. <You> just, <laughs> just, just walk past it and look over your shoulder to make sure that it's as sexy as you thought, thought it was in the front. I feel like we need to wash the sexy pustule in alcohol, and then I need to drink some of that alcohol. Not the stuff that we washed in. Just stuff that we could use to wash stuff. Oh my god, that's so fucking grody. Where did you come up with that one? <laughs> that one I actually was last minute because I couldn't think of one, so it just popped in there. Just popped in there. Just popped yeah. in there. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck your mouth, fuck your brain, fuck all of you. Fuck you. <laughs> just popped in there. Popped like a zit. Gonna have to get that skin doctor, uh, Doctor Pimple Popper, to to, to mm-hmm, come on mm-hmm. and, and find out what she thinks of sexy pustules. <laughs> God damn, dude! Oh, she has detailed files. She has detailed files. I can, uh, I, in the future, <laughs> when this is released, and my wife comes home after having listened to it on Thursday morning, on the way to work, I know she's gonna be like. What the fuck happened this week? Why? Huh, donkey shows, Merkins again. <laughs> he went back to that fucking well. That's well, not. And <laughs> sexy pustules. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I... The solo I... episode was the one that broke the <laughs> the audience. <laughs> totally. You're, you you got it. Yeah, 100%, yeah. guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Australians right now are going, the fuck is a pustule? <laughs> I don't understand. These cunts look, need to get fucked. <laughs> look at the tip of your dick. You'll find one. Oh. A spicy take. <laughs> Yuck. All right. Okay. So, uh, another, another uneventful week in terms of uh, worrying about uh, drinking, uh, was able to navigate any cravings, uh, very, very well. Tiki, how'd you do? I did fine. I, I went over to that, uh, to that bar, uh, that, that sober bar awake. Oh yeah. 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 I went and I, I went and I checked that out. I scouted ahead for us. Uh, interesting. They got mocktails. Uh, prices are pretty much the same as if you went to a bar though. Sure, so yeah. it's kind of expensive, but the atmosphere is still nice. The patio area is uh, is decent. Um, the surrounding area is, is really cool. Um, they don't really serve food. They have like some like like uh, muffins and stuff like that, that you can buy. Uh, across the street from there is a bar, though. Um, you can probably get actual food. I know it's like the irony of it all. Like the bar right there. It's kind of messed up that like you're not serving booze. At least serve food. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Bad like, it's it's you got to think of it more like a uh, like if Starbucks you know decided to serve uh, mocktails. It's probably the best way of saying it. You know the food's not amazing. Um, the, the the they sell a lot of coffee. Um, a lot of locals come through there too. It's nice. I, I don't know. I still I still liked it. It just would you go there if you would you go there for the novelty of it? just once or do you think that it's someplace that you would go back to like uh no other draw it sounds like other than there's no alcohol in the menu 
which well, I'm a... that's like I feel like that's like like the internet without porn. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good uh, analogy for that. Actually, like the 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 draw just isn't there as much. Like I, I know that. So my parents used to work for um, <clears throat> for cloud servicing providers, and I think my mother told me that like forty percent of what they sold, and this isn't like all over for all of the internet, but like 40% of it, of the traffic that was on two servers that they controlled and were renting to other people or other companies was all porn. So I, I, I don't know. I like, I want something like that to succeed, but I don't know how it would. What other, what, what else do they have? Like, I don't know. You have to go there, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I just went there as like an initial kind of scouting thing to see what it's like. Sure, sure. Maybe ride our motorcycles there. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and I and I would still like to do that with you sometime. I mean, this weekend obviously wasn't great because the the weather didn't really uh, cooperate. <clears throat> but I'd love to be able to do that with you sometime. But like, I don't see myself going there for uh, like. Did they have sports? Is there t- like are there TVs? Yeah, there's a couple of TVs. Yeah, interesting. Huh? I mean, it's it's not. Um, I don't know. I suppose if I suppose if it was more if I suppose if they could shift the attitudes of more sober people to the idea that you can go to a place like that and be social, um, it would be better. But I have a feeling that most people, even those that are sober, are going to kind of look at it and still compare it to an actual bar. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, this all kind of dovetails into the topic conversation that I wanted to go into tonight. Danny, did you have something? It just, like, I just wanted to comment on, on it just sounds like a a letdown from the start, right? So either you're trying to be sober and you go to a place that reminds you of of a place you go to not be sober. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, it just doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to try to keep an open mind about it because I f- like people who want to stay sober want, want, would probably just rather go to a coffee shop or a bookstore or something if they wanted to hang out and mm-hmm. be social. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a bit more of a coffee shop than it is anything else. It's a coffee shop that happens to serve those mocktails. Sure. Sure. Well, I, I think that so much of our socialization as adults focuses so much around restaurants and bars. Like I can't think of too many times where I went out in public, not to somebody's house, but out in public where I wasn't going to a location that served alcohol and the consumption of alcohol wasn't part of what was going to be happening. Like, Last night, my wife went to a you know sort of a happy hour. It's a bunch of twelve-hour shift workers getting out of the operating room, and my wife happened to just go and join them. And because I'm not drinking, she also isn't drinking, so I think she had like just a ginger beer. Uh, but everybody else that went, except for like one other person, I think, was there to to enjoy like margaritas or beers or something. So, with the focus on socializing in environments where you've got alcohol and the alcohol becomes kind of almost key to that socializing. How do you change a culture that is steeped in that? Where do you go with it? 
don't know. And or is that a rhetorical question? It's. I, I mean, as is anything rhetorical amongst us? I mean, I thought everything was rhetorical amongst us. No, no. Well, I mean, it's all rhetoric, you know, but it's it's, it's point, all easily, pointless. It's all, pointless, all easily empty. pointed to and yeah, told that it's not very funny. Will. Do we have? Do we have? I mean, do we? Do we really come up with questions <laughs> that you know we we expect to have answers to? Multivariately. And the only answers I ever get out of you guys is usually some sort of dick joke whenever I ask a question. So it's not a rhetorical question. Sounds it's like not even a rhetorical to put comment. It in, in terms that you'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just using the pen that we know will get the message across, buddy. That's it. That's that's all that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I. <clears throat> Before COVID, I was moving out of going out anyways because it was easier to hide the addiction when I was at home and I knew that the consequences of going out and and drinking the way that I normally drank would get me, you know, into like super serious trouble. And now that... COVID has basically put a lockdown on most socializing anyways. And we're finally starting to, you know, open up in the last, I'd say month ish. I, 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 I still don't know what to do as far as socializing, how, how to do that really. I mean, you know, a game night here, there's so, fun, you know, we're all gamers. So, so you, you could, know. what, what you can do and I, and this is what I'd recommend. And we were talking about this earlier. Uh, get yourself a Garfield uh, costume for cosplay and a big tray of lasagna. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather just dress up as the lasagna and then go to Danny's place and see if he still got his Garfield. <laughs> I'm not falling for that, Will. <laughs> I know you want it, but there's I'm not just, falling for it. There's just the one sausage, and it's not Italian. <laughs> it might be part. I, mean, I don't know what my heritage is. It's definitely white. There could be some Italian in there. It's just creamy white. Well, I just said that's one of those white sausages you can get at the. Uh, yeah, the is place cream cheese and ethnicity because that's not... probably what my heritage is. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere on you is a birthmark that just says Philadelphia. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. That's all right. Smear you on a bagel, sir. Delicious. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to motivate myself to get out of the house and go to places where, because, you know, as the sober people, the, you know, two of us, Tiki, have the, I don't know, I don't want to call it a responsibility, but if 10 of my friends say, hey, we're going to the bar and I want to see them, then I have to put up with being at a bar unless I make extra strides to create an environment where they can come to me or come to something that they want to do that isn't centered around, uh, around drinking and alcohol. And I, I just don't, <clears throat> I don't know how to do that. Even, even when I'm grilling or when I have a game night and people come over, I mean, everybody's really, uh, really pretty, cognizant of the fact that they should ask or that, that that they want to ask before they come over with booze but you know I've, I've had friends over a couple of times now and each time somebody's been like hey can i bring you know can i bring a couple of beers i'm like yeah man go ahead uh that that that's fine have no problem with uh with that kind of thing but 
find that being at a bar is it's like it's it's like telling Michael Phelps he's never allowed to swim again and then having every single social thing that he's ever going to do at a swimming pool. <laughs> don't you put your toe in. Don't you touch that. Don't you. Don't that's, you. that's a slippery slope. I know that you uh, you had seven uh, Olympic uh, gold medals from uh, from drinking, but uh, don't, don't, don't you touch that booze. It is a, it's a tough position to be in, I imagine, um, because there's there's such a culture around alcohol now. Mm. Granted, I think it's a little bit broken. Um, I think there's a lot of negative, like alcohol has a, has a negative image, right? Especially in the States, right? Like where we only have designated times where it's socially accessible to drink it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have one at beer. You you have you have like a beer at lunch. And during a work day, people give you a look, right? Like, yeah. Oh, oh really? It's that kind of day, is it? You know, it's it's like, you, you know, Europe, they'll have beer with with breakfast or lunch. It's it's just like a normal. It's like a soda to them, right? Like, they just v- treat it differently. The sti- there's no stigma. Granted, you know, there's people who abuse it, sure, and 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 you know, they have their fair share of drunks as well. But like, they have less of a reason to lie about it, because it's not like, oh, I, you know, don't tell anybody that I drank at lunch or whatever, because I'll get judged. Yeah. Right. So that that starts us off in a bad place with it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. I have to lie about it, because I, you know. It's not accept- it's not the acceptable time. Yeah, yeah. It's not the weekend. Um So I mean we got a bad start out of the gate. So there there's a culture around that like cutting loose. Right? When people want to hang out and not have any responsibilities. Yeah, alcohol is involved cuz now it's safe. Yeah. Now it's an okay time well, to think, drink it. I think the other the other part of the problem is that our culture is so I mean <clears throat> On a world stage, our culture is is extreme flavored Doritos. Like, it's not enough to just be Doritos. It's got to be the extreme version for like everything, you know. People putting in sixty hour weeks at work. Uh, people taking, you know, freedom to the absolute extremes on one side, or taking government control to the absolute extremes on the other side. Like, no, there's. It seems like a slow pace middle ground doesn't exist in the United States the same way that I have heard it exists in Europe. I'm not like 100% sure about that. Uh, I think that the, the, the pace of living can be, can be very, very, you know, hectic, especially if you're, if you live in the cities, but in the United States, I feel like that's everywhere. Like everybody's got to like go to the maximum on everything that they do, including the way that we relax. Like it's not enough to just have a beer. It's not enough to be able to moderate. It's all right, time to party. How hard are we going to party? Well, I'm not going to remember anything after 1130. That's how hard we're going to party. And it'll probably involve guns. (laughs) If only... Pew pew. Because that's how we identify as Americans now. We gotta have our AR-15s. Gotta have guns. 
But but no, you're. I mean, so in Europe, it's even when even when the pace in Europe is hectic, so to speak, it's still. I I personally feel it's still nothing compared to what the pace is here in the states. Americans, we tend to work ourselves to death. Like our retirement age is so late in life, it's it's a joke. You don't get to enjoy yourself. Your body is falling apart already, and at that point in time, you can get you know free health care, maybe. <clears throat> Versus, you know, in Europe where you're, you know, by the time you're 55, you're already having free health care and going to the doctor is just a normal thing. And mental health is something that no one frowns upon or stigmatizes. It, it's it's not really a wonder that they're more responsible with, with these things than we are. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Another angle you could take is the if you're bored, then you're boring. <laughs> right? Like, you, like if you you can go anywhere... And be sober and and be entertained, if you are creative enough, I guess. Sure. I don't necessarily agree with it. I've just heard I've heard this train of thought. Well, I I don't know that I'm worried about being entertaining. When I go out now, it just seems like a lot of work, both emotionally and physically. To be honest, I you know I I'm only forty and I'm I'm. I can tell that I'm slowing down. And Fuck that, well, only 40. 40 sucks. I'm only 40. Yeah, Mid- and everything is already slowed down. Beginning of middle age. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. I I get it. I don't know, my, my dad still plays soccer like three nights a week. So, I, I, you don't have, I feel like so much of it is a choice. I could work out, I could, you know, I could do a lot of things that would benefit my health more than I am doing now and probably reap some pretty substantial physical rewards for it. But there's some emotional work to going to a place where you are potentially going to be uncomfortable and then socializing in that environment. And this isn't like a woe is me kind of a moment. Like, you know, I made my bed, I'm, I'm laying in it. That's, that's fine. But it's something that we have to be, you know, totally cognizant of. I I think, but yeah. So that that was that was what was on my mind for this week. Good segue in. I still want to check out Awake. I want to see, you know, what what the deal is and um, see if it's if it's worthwhile for more than just a a, a, a single novelty visit. I'm not. Uh, I'm skeptical, I guess I would say, but uh, I'm open-minded and willing to have my mind changed on that account. So, we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear me talk about Anchor FM again for the 20, or sorry, 19th time. 19th time? No, no. When did I start doing that? like 16th time all right 16th time we're gonna do we're gonna do the the anchor.fm commercial all right folks back in a sec welcome back everybody i'm with danny and tiki we just got through talking about not bar bars (laughs) faux bar faux bar it's all the barness without well without the drunks which is kind of nice but also without the uh libations which uh i had going to the museum and not seeing paintings I, I don't get it but that's all right i don't necessarily have to right now 
So we talked about me playing Terraria a little bit. What are you guys playing recently? Tiki, you said something about a game called Amelo or Armelo. Armelo. Yeah, I don't. Armelo. I don't know too much. I, it was just. It was. It was free on um, the Xbox Live uh, for gold members. So I, I. I got it. And I was just. You know. I. I. At first, I didn't really like it that much. It took a little while to kind of understand how the cards work and how the game itself plays out. It's, it is. It's very. It's. It's basically turn by turn. Sure. Um, but after a short while, I started to, I started to enjoy it quite a bit. It reminded me quite a bit of, uh, the tabletop munchkin. Uh, huh. you know, you're, you're all the different heroes on a different, you know, on the similar quest, at least to try and stop the mad King. And, uh, you pick up different items along the way. You have different spells and abilities, and you have a map that you actually, you know, as you go through, you're taking over a town and getting money from it or going to a, a druid ruins like a stonehenge and getting like health or or spirit stones things like that so i just just wound up being like you just got really fun and i've been doing that quite a bit now all right cheers uh free is a delicious sauce it pour, is. That's uh, the, free on any, almost anything and make it better as as you as you gents know i am a bit careful with money so that was right in my price point <clears throat> you called the developers of armalo and asked them to pay you didn't you <laughs> it isn't enough that it's free, you it's asshole. It's not enough that it's free, you pricks. <laughs> Danny, what are you playing? My game ADD is rampant right now. Um, I am playing about six games. <laughs> so uh, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I just picked up Outriders, and that game is really fun. Um, huh. A game called Tukaiden 2, which is kind of like the Japanese samurai version of Monster Hunter World. A little bit older. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just um, way more like kind of samurai-ish. Okay, focused. so so less weeb, more samurai. Yeah. Um, no, I mean there's still plenty of there's plenty of weeb have, in it, but do they have it's just, cat creatures that follow you around? N- not yet. <laughs> it's like a little. It's a little robot. So it's close. It's close. That is um, very close. <laughs> I was playing a, a game called the Outer Worlds, which is like Fallout but better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was yeah. made by, um, wasn't it yeah. made by Obsidian? Yep. Yeah. 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 It's That's it's awesome. really good. I've, I've I played it all the way through. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the humor in it was just awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, That's one. It's, that one's been on my radar for a little while. I, I haven't picked it up, but, but I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. That's um, cool. And then I picked up Conan Exiles again because they just released a big expansion for it. Ooh. And of all of the survival survival builder type games. Conan is definitely my favorite. Yeah, well, I, I'm a big Conan fanboy anyway, um, but this one just has the best combat system of all the ones I've played. Oh, I so, thought you were going to talk about the giant penises that you can give your character. I mean, that's a that's a big bonus, you know. You just we make we the, call it projection. <laughs> you make the shortest possible character with the longest wiener, so you're just dragging it through the sand, you know. <laughs> we don't need a. We don't need a. a, a, a plow to uh plow the fields we just get danny's character and hook a little weight to the end of it and uh he makes the tracks we put the seeds in <laughs> and that kids is how plants and crops are grown yeah usually we have to use a uh, some sort of beast of burden but now we're just going to use danny and yeah. his short character and massive honking <laughs> and his tripod <laughs> Yeah, Conan. Conan's a delight. It's a. It's just a great game. I don't know. I'm sensing. Uh, I'm sensing. 
I'm sensing a save versus poison server for that. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be all right. Yeah. I would do that. I've got it. Do that. It's a, it's a good game. It's a good game. So I got to ask though. So I like the the I, I like the 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 builder survival games. I I liked Valheim, although I haven't played nearly as much of it. I liked Conan, especially when I was playing with other people. And you know, I'm playing Terraria. Terraria is. I mean, these are all basically the same sort of basic premises for these games. And I gotta wonder: has one of the thing, one of the gripes that I had with Conan was, uh, there felt like a like a lack of story. Like there there was some progression to it, but the progression systems weren't super deep. There was little information to be gleaned in game. I thought uh, most of the stuff that I learned, I learned from you, the the other players that I was playing with, including you, Danny. Uh, so have have they updated that? Is that have they has the game evolved at all? I mean, if you compare it to others of its genre, Seven Days to Die, zero story. Okay. Valheim, not finished. But mostly, you know, hey, you're dead. You're trying to get off right. the island. Kill all these things. That's it. Um, Terraria, no story. Sure. Um, I mean, there's there's bosses and there's things you discover. And it, there's lots of stuff to do that make it fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no plot. So of all of them, Conan has a plot. Right? It's go and survive this island. Take this thing off your arm. And either become a conqueror or, you know, escape. Mm -hmm. Um from, I haven't finished it personally, but I, my brother has, and apparently the, the ending is a little last, lackluster. But huh. it has an ending, right? Seven Days to Die is insanely frustrating because at some point, all you're doing is waiting for the next zombie horde. Like, you're just going gotcha. through the motions. There's no end to it. Yeah. And it like that infuriates me with games. Like, I lose interest instantly when I hit that, like, point. Sure. Like it's really fun at first. Like, oh, I have all these things I want to do. I want to build. I want to build this thing. I want to explore that town. I want to do that. It's like, all right, I did all that, and now I'm just waiting for zombies to come so I can kill them. Well, I mean, yeah. this that that was my my big gripe with. I would, for whatever reason, I'm a late adopter to almost every game. Like I have to I have to have somebody, almost bully me into playing something that's new. The fact that I sort of hopped into Valheim pretty early on in its life cycle I, I mean that's something that i would have expected not to have played until it had been out for like four or five years the way that i normally adopt games but when i played minecraft that was the problem that i had with it was there's a certain amount of progression but at the end of the day the survival mode is you just building stuff it's just it's just electronic legos so there's not a ton of progression. I mean, you you kind of progress, but for the most part, it's it's just it's just electronic Legos, which is great. It's I get why people enjoy that, but I, I I've always wanted something a little bit deeper to those games, and I love the aesthetic and the style of the Conan game, but uh, once I got done building like the last time that we played together i built that big gigantic base next to 
next to a river and I was like, all right, this is a great location. And then we tried to have like a boss battle right there and it was kind of buggy and it wasn't great. And I like, I think everybody stopped playing as much and then it just like without the multiplayer aspect of it, it didn't, it didn't hold my attention for very long afterwards, I guess. Yeah. The, the multiplayer on that is one of the big parts of it, right? Yeah. Working together, building stuff together. And then the bosses pretty much you need each other to, to get through. Cause they're actually pretty, pretty beefy yeah. hit point wise. Yeah. Um, so you just Stupid need a lot of people beating on. Tarantula. Yeah. One um, can of raid, one can of raid. But it has lore. It has tons of lore. Like, not only does it have an entire series of novels that it pulls its lore from. Yeah. Um, in game, you find all kinds of journals and things, and these journals are read aloud to you when you find them. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had voice actors and things. Um, and then you know you get to actually meet and talk to Conan, and characters from the books, uh, and things like that. So. For the fanboys, you're like, oh, oh, this is awesome. They yeah. put this in the game. This yeah. is great. Um, and even for people who've never read Conan books and they've just seen the Schwarzenegger movies, some of that stuff's even still in there. Um, the gods and, and things like that, like mm-hmm. Set, the snake the snake god that they worship, is in the game. And so the, there's, um, there's a lot of familiarity to it. And there's there's people to talk to and stuff like that, like... It has more depth than than the rest of it genre. Sure. Um, and on top of that, it has like extreme nudity and like, <laughs> you know dismemberment and lots of violence that I appreciate. Gardening by Wang. <laughs> but yeah, like in um, Valheim or Terraria or even Seven Days, the the melee weapons that you get have one attack. Sure. You hit the button and you swing it. Mm-hmm. You swing. Conan, you have a light attack and a heavy attack, and you mix them together and make these really cool combos. And each weapon has different move sets, so there's like lots of different ways that you could play. It's like I'm gonna do a spear, a spear guy this time, or I'm gonna use a bow, or whatever. You know, like um, it's just the combat is more robust and more fun. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Didn't mean to make this all about Conan, but no, no, it's, I, it's a good game. You know, it totally hits home, man. I. Yeah, I I I would totally play that again if uh, if I had people to consistently play with. So it's kind of cool that uh, that they're they're still updating that game to this day. I is it is this another one of those like extended beta type games? Like like it's not like fully released. No, it's finished. Okay, it's finished. It's a complete product. Okay, they did beta the the. Um the expansion that just got released, but the it just got released fully, so yeah. it's no longer a beta. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't played it, but the uh, the reviews on it are good and bad. You know, it's like it's nice to have a whole new new section of the game to play, mm-hmm. but it looks like it sounds like some of the sections are completely empty, right? So it's just like a wide open space of nothing. Huh. Um, I don't know if the person that reviewed it was glitching because it's there, you know does have some bugs yeah, still. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough around the edges. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I, I very very much enjoy it in uh, for that genre of game. That one's always been at the top of my list. It's probably the... It's probably the Survivor 
game, the survival game that I enjoyed the most, and that was probably mostly to do with the fact that I was playing with uh, with you and Claire and uh, with your brother. Yeah, yeah. you made a pretty probably. cool little fortress too. Yeah, it was fun. It was neat. Yeah, it was fun. So good stuff. I mean, <clears throat> this week's uh, this week's gaming topic conversation. I actually was going to throw. Uh, so in ho- in Hollywood remakes are something that happen on a fairly regular basis like every 15 to 20 years it seems like a story is being rehashed and resold and even if it's not a direct remake there's still aspects of it that like there was I think in the very it was a late 80s early 90s a Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie and then there was the Thomas Jane mid 2000s Punisher movie. Keep going back to wells of stories that may not have been told very well or may have been told all right, but they wanted to make a remake or uh, create a, a new vision of it. Like Ghostbusters is probably one of the the greatest comedies ever. And I didn't understand why they wanted to recreate that instead of adding on to the franchise. It seemed like an attempt to shift the focus away from the original Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray and uh, Ernie Hudson, and then put it on this new cast in what was it, like 2016, 2017. I don't remember when, when it was actually released a couple of years ago. So I was wondering where in gaming that is and if it doesn't exist is it just a function of evolving franchises and games in new and kind of innovative ways that actually land better than a straight remake would like and there are a couple of remakes I mean uh, Blizzard is going through its old catalog like uh, with uh, StarCraft and Diablo 2 and... Well, there's there's a difference between remaking and re-releasing something. Sure, sure. But So I think the the best example right now of that is the Resident Evil series. Capcom re-released Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 mm-hmm. last year and the year before. And they are fantastic. Yeah. Right? Like Resident Evil 2 came out I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s, can't remember. Um, I know Resident Evil 1 was 1997, 2 is shortly after that. Yeah. And so they they were... PlayStation 1, very pixelated, tank controls, fixed camera, right? So like, up always went forward, and then the camera would shift angles on you, and as long as you kept holding up, you'd just keep moving forward through that camera angle, and it was... uh, It had its purpose right it's like you could hear stuff but you couldn't see it sure right um but it was kind of garbage and so they redid that with the new resident evil engine which is kind of third person over the shoulder um and they just created the atmosphere better lighting you know of course they have modern graphics to work with sure um and so the sound effects and the lighting and um, everything was just fantastic. And so the, the remakes are, in my opinion, ten times better than the originals. That's, um, 
Yeah, but those are yeah. Those, so those are remakes too. I'm I'm thinking about like when one studio updates or remakes something from another. Yeah, yeah. And all I can think about is that in the gaming world, the licensing is usually what a lot of companies just sit on because they want to hang on to that entire franchise. Yeah, other companies don't tend to remake other companies' games. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm wondering. I think that, I, honestly, I think the industry is still really young enough that that's not going to be a thing. Versus like Hollywood, where it's pretty clear they've run out of ideas. I don't know. It's like 35 years worth of 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 gaming. 30 more than 35 years. Right, but those licenses are owned by like I mean like four or five companies. Sure. Well, I mean. Slight, I think slightly more than 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 that, but it's not many. But, but like, I mean, Sony, Disney, Fox, MGM, who just got bought by Amazon. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of independent studios out there that own, you know, the majority of these uh, um, of these intellectual properties for for film. I just. <clears throat> Like I said, I didn't know if that if this was something that that existed, and I just hadn't paid attention to it, or I haven't seen. I've seen. I've seen updates and expansions, and I've seen to to what Danny's been saying before. You know, um, otherwise I think the Resident Evil might be the one of the better ones that says they went back and remade their original uh, property mm-hmm. um, and put it in a better engine. That's an interesting. That's that. That'd be a very interesting conversation See, for I almost, later. I almost feel like that's just a remaster. I feel like if you took Casablanca and just update, like digitally updated the visuals of it, so that it looked. Um, you the mean same, like that time? That, would that be time an that's... appropriate thing to do, and it wouldn't be a remake. But if you were to go and have a company take the story of Casablanca and redo it with actors to today it. and recast it today, I think that that would be a... a I, I, think I feel you. That's yeah, what, I think, I, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm uh, with you on that. So I there's, just don't, there's Fallout 1 and 2, and then those were... Fallout 3. Those were, so there's Fallout 1 and 2. Those were both built by Obsidian. Then Bethesda got the rights for 3, 4, and New Vegas... They didn't take the original stories; they just evolved the systems and put a new story over it, no, while Obsidian. still maintaining the the same feel, like Black Isle into Obsidian, right? Obsidian did uh, Vegas, didn't they? Oh, we got to go back into the histories. The histories. Fallout New Vegas. I'm looking at the case right now. I thought it was Obsidian who did this. I don't know. This is this is good radio, though. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I mean, you're right. It's, no, it's it's Bethesda. I, I stand corrected. So Interplay Entertainment, which so Black Isle, which became yeah, developer was Black Isle, which became Obsidian, and then from Obsidian. And Black Isle to Bethesda in 2007. So yeah. I already said you were right. Yeah. I don't know why you gotta. Well, no, the, the... you know we were talking about sandbagging earlier. I don't know why you, you're doing that now. You can you can say I'm right. Rub it in more, Will. <laughs> Rub it in hard. And here's the other thing. <laughs> Rub it in hard. You also have a little penis. <laughs> <I can't>... <laughs> <laughs>
so Castlevania's gone through that. Like they've gone through that a few times, right? Like, yeah. and it's never changed companies. Like Konami still owns mm-hmm. it, but um, they, you know, had the the side scroll genre down, right? That Metroid. So that's the term Metroidvania came yeah, yeah. from. Yeah, great side scrolling. Great first game, wacky second game. Yeah, um, and then so in Castlevania, reimage itself a few times, right? Like. Uh-huh. The, it gained vast popularity with Symphony of the Night in 1997. And then when the Nintendo 64 came out, there were like 3D adaptations, right? Like the over-the-shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Um, that didn't do very well because like it, it really functioned as, in that side-scroller world very well. And then it had a very large number of, of the side-scrolling versions on like the handheld device like Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color and mm-hmm. uh, the 3DS and all that and then they put out one for like Xbox and Sony and PlayStation uh, that completely redid the the lore right uh, Gabriel Belmont became Dracula and Trevor Belmont ended up being Alucard eventually right they just shuffled everything around and kind of redid it. It's like still the same game, same setting, but they fucked with all the lore and they changed it was, it was another 3D. It played a lot more like God of War than huh. it did anything else. Um cuz God of War was really popular at the time, so they borrowed air quotes uh some of the mechanics yeah to make it popular. And it was it was a good game. The first one was anyway. The second one was okay at best. Um but it was its own thing that was a complete, a complete like new image for itself. So not a remake per se, because no, it wasn't, it wasn't copying an exact version of itself. Evolutionary step though, right? Right. Yeah. It was a change. And I could say the same for Resident Evil again. They, they got to a point where like, this isn't working anymore. Let's change it to over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's, that's starting to get stale. Let's make it first person. Like Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8 are both first person shooters mm-hmm. instead of the third person over the shoulder that they ended up evolving to. So they, they've changed again. Um, and they still have the same, some of the same characters, <laughs> um, same setting. But yeah, I mean, it's. Problem I had was when I loaded up the Netflix version, like my, I, the guys wouldn't do with my controller what I told them to do on the controller. It was really frustrating. Oh, did did uh, did your wife give you the controller to keep you occupied? Yeah, while, while yeah. she's like, just just put something in his hands. Yeah, you're playing. You're doing so good, honey. You're doing yeah. such a great job. Didn't even I've didn't got... even plug. You know what it is. You know what it is. You need to plug the controller in. Your wife probably tricked you on that one. <laughs> Wireless <laughs> controllers are not a thing in this household. She's like, no, maybe he'll choke himself to death on one of the wired controllers, and then I'll be free. <laughs> maybe that's what'll happen. Smart. Smart, did, smart wife. Did that happen? She's, she's been trying. She's been trying to subtly kill me for years now, though. <laughs> she let me get a motorcycle. She once bought me a deep fat fryer. <laughs> like she's, been, she's been trying to kill me for a couple. Of, That's she knows, true love, right there. She knows she's only got a couple more years of her being uh, worthwhile in the dating market. Ha! I've taken your good years, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. 
But yeah, we're gonna it find out. T- like we'll find out like Wednesday that Will like hung himself with a, <laughs> a controller wire. <laughs> he hung himself the same way Kurt Cobain shot himself. Quote unquote. Uh, I was thinking David Carradine, but yeah. My wife yeah. knows. Uh, what the fuck's her name? Uh, Courtney Love. Courtney Love. <laughs> no. Like, oh, you want to get away with it? Let me show you some tricks. <laughs> oh, it's awful. But yeah, it doesn't is, happen in the gaming world as much as it does in Hollywood. Um, Hollywood's pretty incestual about stuff like that, um, and and really restrictive too. They have all the you know the guilds and the if it doesn't make money, they're not gonna. Yeah. That's going down to the the Cannes Film Festival or whatever you know like. Mm-hmm. Um, gaming is a little bit different. I mean, you have your shit bags like EA, who are do all the market research and only try to put out what they think. Is an well, addictive what, model. Yeah, what they think is going to be profitable, not yeah. what they think is going to be quality. Right, and it, and yeah. it totally like kills independent developers and, and like creativity. Right, yeah. like, hey, we want to do this thing, like Bioware, for instance. Like we had this awesome idea, and then EA bought us, and uh, yeah, I mean, it ruined it. Mass Effect one through three were I I thought were good to great games, and then. Andromeda, and that one just got a remaster. Shit, the, the remaster's bed, out now. So. Right, it's getting uh, yeah, they're starting that. They're that remaster started. though is a little bit bittersweet, right? It's like yeah, they increased the frame rate and the textures and made it look a little nicer, mm-hmm. but they took out gratuitous Miranda butt shots. <laughs> for me, that was part of the Dude. motivation. So, what? What yeah, am I? Like, yeah, there's no need for the camera angle to be right next to Miranda's That's ass. I'm like, well, yeah, yes, there well, is. Yeah, now there's but but now there's no need for me to go and save the whole damn galaxy, huh? Oh, who thought about that? Yeah, where's my motivation? And huh? This is this is exactly. <laughs> Tiki's got to go back to playing uh, New Vegas with all the nude mods. <laughs> right, mods. Oh no, no, no! The 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 thick and busty mods yeah, the, the on Fallout Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Fallout Four's got those. They're they're better because the graphics are better. <laughs> they're better. <laughs> More texture. Better I'm not judging. Worse. I mean, I'm judging, yeah. but I'm not like being judgmental about it, <laughs> except that I'm being all about lewd gaming. I Keep just, it coming. Just, we're just we're just we're judging lewd gaming right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, we're I'm judging not, the people who judge who lewd like gaming? lewd gaming. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not ashamed or anything. I wouldn't be either. I don't know. <laughs> my uh, I remember. I remember my parents having a game called Leisure Suit Larry in the. Oh, I remember yep. that game. Like a land Sierra game. game. Yep, it was like Land Space Quest. Yep, it was for yep, uh, yep, yep, for, for perverts, <laughs> for horny, for horny professionals who could afford a computer back then. Mm-hmm. My 386, my Intel 386. Woo! What a gaming machine. Yeah, the Leisure Suit Larry one. They had the uh, the censored out blocks having sex, and it just like brr, it just got larger <laughs> and smaller. I don't know what it's a black box. It's it was pixels and it was like it was like a couple of black pixels on top, a couple pink pixels right underneath the black pixels, and then the white pixels underneath that to signify the the leisure suit. It's not like you could tell anything. Like I feel like the whole thing was already blurred out because the graphical fidelity of the time was terrible. There's also that. Maybe that's just me though. Maybe that's just me. But of course, I remember in the early days of the internet, you know, waiting 15 minutes for a single still frame picture of a naked woman. Uh, <laughs> and how incredible. Oh, yeah. Every single uh, line of pixels is just one one more erotic moment for my young 14 year old eyes. Mm-hmm. You almost shot it in your own uh, your own eye that day. Almost. 
I still Ooh. can't. Dude. I still can't look left all the way. Still can't look left all the way. Maybe no, these are the risks we take, right? These are the, these are the, <laughs> men have it so hard. Just brace yourself. I don't. I don't know. Like, try something new. Brace yourself. You make it sound like I'm like I'm laying siege to my own face using my penis as the uh, the the ballista. That is that's, how I imagine you masturbate. Yeah, that's actually what I thought too. <laughs> Carmen Burana playing in the imagine. background. Yeah. I thought it was like Boy George. <laughs> That's my cooldown music. <laughs> cooldown. It's my cooldown music. In the middle, all you hear is just the, the sound of a baseball hitting a mitt. <laughs> Filthy. Thwop. Thwop. Good game. Go team. So, yeah, I, I don't know if the the medium that video games work in lends itself more to evolutionary changes that can use and utilize pre-existing intellectual properties to tell stories in new and interesting ways as they go along. I think that that sort of innovation might be a key component of the video game creation industry as a whole anyways. So I think that the idea of remaking a game completely fresh is not something that we're necessarily going to see. I think we'll almost always see some kind of evolutionary step in a game's in a game property game intellectual properties path. Mm-hmm. With Me- some, you know, uh, you know, a few exceptions here and there, but almost all of those games that do that, you know, like Blizzard remastering Diablo 2, that version, the, the version that they're coming out with looks fantastic, and, and by all accounts, Diablo 2 was the pinnacle of the ARPG, and people have been trying to play catch-up, or create homages to that game uh independent of of blizzard's work yeah they're 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 always trying to like clone it yeah right there's so many and they're good games decent games sure but they're just trying to be diablo 2 yeah i agree with that yeah Yeah, like that was that was the benchmark for so many other gaming companies going wow that was super successful let's do that too or we love that game but we want to make our own but we love that game, so let's put in some of that game into our game. And I feel like that's often done with a lot of affection and respect for for what what those companies have done in the past. You know, I mean, Blizzard's part of Activision. Activision is is one of the devils of gaming. And even though they sometimes put out stuff that is you know decent and playable, I feel like what put blizzard on the map was polishing uh other people's ideas incorporating their own great ideas and then putting out really 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 fantastic products i mean starcraft is still the benchmark uh, rts and there have been great rts games over the years Diablo 2, we already talked about that. World of Warcraft is literally the greatest MMO that's ever been made. And that's years after it hit its peak in its 
second expansion. And it's still better than almost any other MMO that I've played. I would agree with that. It is it's probably the best MMO out there. So yeah. Another good um it's like a, a sequel that's almost 20 years later is okay with me, right? Rather than sure. remaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bionic Commando is a fantastic example of that. Right? Bionic Commando was an NES game from 1987, right? Where you had a little grappling arm mm-hmm. that you could swing around as a side-scroller, right? You had guns and you just had this cool arm that you could swing and get to other parts of the level. And it had, a for, for its time, a pretty unique movement mechanic. Um, and I think it was like 2000 and... I don't know, five or 2006, something like that, they they came out with a sequel on the Xbox 360 that was 3D over the shoulder mm-hmm. um, and played a lot like Spider-Man 2, right? You you had a, a, a web-slinging uh, mechanic where you just swing around this, this city that had been hit by a nuke. Yeah. And the music was remade, so it was very nostalgic from the old game. Like, they just... Instead of being chip tune, right? It was orchestrated. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then uh, it was the same character, but he'd been through some stuff. Um, and the, they brought back other characters from the original Nintendo game, and it was it was great. It was just you know like twenty years later. Uh, and I thought that would that in that especially in that particular case was way better than a remake of the first game. Mm-hmm. It was a continuation, just much later. Later in real world and later in the actual game world as well. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. I like it. So it's it's a it's a fascinating uh, fascinating creative endeavor to build a game, and it's a it's a pretty interesting uh, industry I think, and uh, one that uh, I hope to enjoy for years and years to come. It's my, it's my passion. Yeah, buddy. Sure. Yeah, buddy. All right, guys. I think we got a podcast. Pod, got a podcast. All right. I think, I, think, uh, I think we're done for tonight. Sweet. Like every episode, we like to finish out by putting a shout-out to our mutual support groups, Alcoholics Anonymous, AA.org, 212-870-3400, Moderation.org, 212-871-0974, Secular Organization for Sobriety, SOSSobriety.org, 323-666-4295, smartrecovery.org, 440-951-5357, and womenforsobriety.org, 215-536-8026. From all of us here at the Save vs. Poison podcast, I'm Will. I'm Chicky. And I'm Danny. Wishing you all out there warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody. Good night.